everyone. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, it's Amy McDonald here. I hope you are all fabulous. Today, a little bit of a different podcast for you. Uh, we're coming to the end of the third season of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. And so I've got a little bit of some summing up some reflections some insights uh, some celebrations and so I'm going to be mashing together some different bits and pieces that I want to share with you uh, I hope you like it um, before I, I jump into that I do want to say thank you so much for everybody who has been uh, sending me emails and um, direct messages on Instagram about how you're benefiting from the podcast. You know, I it, this is something that I've been doing for a while now. Uh, I think I've been jumping online and doing this um, for about four years. So uh, I'd love to do it, but I've got to tell you, it, it it's only uh, worthwhile if it's if it's useful to everybody. So I really am so so grateful to. Um, to, to everybody who sends me love notes about how they're finding the podcast to be of benefit. I was having a conversation yesterday with someone, a fabulous yogini in the UK, who's uh, thinking about uh, signing up for the Growing Your Yoga Business program. It starts in July. And she was saying, I was saying, you know, we're talking about how much she works and how she works seven days a week and how one of the things we would want to take a look at when we start working together is how do we actually get more efficient in her time so that she has more time to herself. She's talking about how she likes to do fun things like making stinging nettle pesto. Domestic goddess, I am not, but I can appreciate that nonetheless. And um, and and in saying that, you know, I was reflecting on how, how busy she is and how that needs to be a priority. And she said to me, well, it's nothing like you, Amy, getting up at 5 a.m. every Thursday morning to do a podcast. I want to let everybody know. I love y'all, but I do not get up at 5 a.m. every more, every Tuesday, Thursday morning to make you a podcast. Fair to say in the first, well, I don't know, two years of doing these, I did get up at 6am every Thursday morning uh, to, do, to do these recordings with you all live, which was really fun and really great. Uh, and also partly the reason that I did that was because I was also working a corporate job. You know, I would do that and then it would be seven o'clock and then I'd get on my bike and ride to the studio and do my yoga asana and then have a shower and then sit at my desk and, you know, spend the day hoping that something would change and I wouldn't have to do my corporate job anymore. But that, well, that was the reality of that. These days, um, very much my, my, uh, my intention in front of, in fact, one of my daily sun culpas is that my business gets easier every day. That is one of the mantras that I use in my morning practice. Well, in the element that's, that's, that's focused to my business, my business gets easier every day. And I, you know, I, I suggest that you take this one on. It's a good one. And so that means these days, uh, Amy is no longer uh, getting up at 5.30, making coffee, getting herself ready to talk to you all at live on 6 a.m. on a Thursday. But having said that, even though that may not be the case anymore, I do still very much love doing these podcasts. And like I said, I am so, so grateful uh, about all of you who just let me know that, that these are useful. Um, I've had a truckload of you email me about last week's podcast, which was the longer 90-minute training about how to use one-off events to fill your ongoing classes. The truckload of you have emailed me to get the templates, the email templates for that. Uh, if you haven't checked that one out, make sure you do. It's a good one. And if you want the email templates, uh, hit me up. 
Instagram or email, all the details are, are in that podcast. You can get them. I'd love to send them over to you. And for those of you who have said, yes, yes, I want to join the challenge for that, look out. Uh, more material will be issued through my Facebook group, Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group, um, this week and into next week about what are the next steps if you want my help in actually implementing that training. I'm a massive jnana yogi, as you know, yoga nerd, uh, but I'm also a karma yogi as well. And that's what I like to help you all with. Get the knowledge. Take the action. Jnana plus karma equals abundant yoga business and a little bit of bhakti from time to time as well. Um, having said that, I'm so delighted to, to welcome just today, we call, uh, welcomed in 40 new people into the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. So if you've just joined my Facebook group and you're listening into the podcast, g'day! So great to have you. Uh, really uh, loving seeing all of that. I had two people sign up for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat overnight. Rebecca is coming back again in from the UK. Fantastic. Can't wait to see you again, Rebecca. And Eli is coming from, maybe it's Ellie, I have to check with you, coming in from Canberra for the first time. Uh, you're set for an amazing week. Folks, if you are thinking about my retreat, uh, we're about, we're half full. Huffle uh, happens in January uh, 2020, and you can find it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. All right, let's jump into what is, as far as uh, the standard format, the concluding podcast for season three of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. I'll tell you what's coming up later, later. But for right now, I want to share with you some insight that I received uh, over the weekend, over the weekend on Saturday morning, I drove myself out to the Sachinanda Yoga Ashram at Rockland. It's about a 50-minute drive from my house. Really beautiful, very small little ashram um, in the forest. Lots of kangaroos just milling around, like it's a kind of kangaroo energy. Uh, and um, an amazing permaculture garden. Oh, my God. And they have this. This is like, look out, yoga nerd alert. They have this incredible, I mean, if you're a permaculturalist, I, I, you know, that was my jam a while back and I did all of the, did all of the stuff, you know, all the, all the stuff. I had water chestnuts growing in a bathtub in my courtyard in my townhouse in Brunswick. Yes, I was that person. Um, anyway, salvaging things from the side of the road. Yes, Jai. Uh, but, you know, not so much these days. However, I still have a bit of a fetish for a, for a nice looking permaculture garden. And um, at the ashram, they have this really like shri shri sparkling with divine luster composting system and each of the divs like got i don't know how many bays of compost but they <laughs> it's so funny they've got like they all have names like there's the satya composting bay there's the um tamas composting bay there's the um ishvara composting bay that's the one that's like pretty much done you know uh, so funny. They've got the Parvati hothouse. They've got the Shiva hothouse. And of course, they've got the Ganesha hothouse, which as we know, the Parvati hothouse fashioned from her own leftover hothouse materials. I told you I was going to nerd out on you. Anyway, I was there. I was eating. Their food is, they had onion in their food. All you Ayurvedic practitioners, let me know. Am I missing something here? I'm pretty sure the Hatha Yoga Pradipika says, uh-uh, no garlic, no onion, baby. There was onion in that lunch, and let me tell you, after this long of no onion, no garlic, my body's like, what? Anyway, that's another podcast, uh, which I don't teach on, namely Gut Health Munch. <laughs> that could be a hashtag. So I had a beautiful time at the ashram, um, met some great people, talked about, uh, you know, talked yoga with, with people who'd come in from 
pretty much from Melbourne uh, for the weekend to the country to take some time out and do some Kundalini. Uh, I did a fantastic yoga nidra. Drive 50 minutes for a 50 minute yoga nidra and 50 minutes home again. Yes, really nice. Um, yeah, I grew up on yoga nidra, like eight years old, my Amy intro to yoga nidra. So I'm, I love it. Um, so did that and then did, took some meditation before I uh, headed off home again. And I was I made this little recording because something Two things very cool happened, but one in particular happened and I just could not wait. As Rosie Dean mentioned on Facebook, Amy, don't do live video while you're driving. But Rosie, it was so cool. I just had to share it. I couldn't wait. I'm going to play that for you right now. Hey, folks. Happy weekend. Amy here. I'm just very slowly leaving the yoga ashram where I have been for the morning. Two reflections that I think might be relevant for us learnings from spending the morning at the Sachinanda ashram here in Rockland. Number one, <laughs> I didn't book. They have this thing on their internet, on their, on their website, you need to book. I didn't book, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay all day for Harvard or if I was just going to like have lunch and uh, I'm going to take this turn Siri even though you didn't tell me to. Um, I didn't, wasn't sure how long I was going to stay. So I didn't book. So I rock up at the thing and the lady at the, she was, I don't know if she was a Swami, she was in the gear. Anyway, she said she's new, she only works Saturdays. That doesn't sound like a Swami to me, but jai her if that's her working arrangement. Anyway, she says to me, I said, I'm sorry I didn't book, can you fit me in? Because the car park is full of people, like I've never seen it before. And she says, oh, we always have a few extra places because not everybody books, it's fine. And this made me think, particularly of some of the women in my Keep Growing Mastermind, but I know there are others of you as well, it made me think, for all those people, like, how can I train my people to use the booking system? Because I'm sick of showing up and either there's too many people or there's not enough people because everybody just turns up on the day and no one books, even though I'm always sending out this thing and it's really clear on my website that you need to book in advance. So here's the tweak. The swamp, let's just call her Swami, this morning, all she had to say to me was, look, we're, we're glad that you're here and you can stay today, but next time you really must book online. It's quite important. Now, if a Swami said that to me, I'd be like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, Mrs. Sir. Yes, sir. Do you know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't have to be grouchy about it. She'd just be clear rather than, oh, we always... We always cook a few extra lunches because that's enabling fifth faffy yogi behavior of which I displayed today. But if she had said, you know what, this time we can fit you in, but next time you need to book. Like I would have, I'm booking next time. But now that she said that, she's given me permission to swan in whenever the hell's I feel like it. Oh, it's actually someone else on this road. I think this is taking me back the right way. Winnie hands, but if you're watching this, I went the way that's not your way. <laughs> the second thing that happened, I've had lunch, I've done yoga nidra, been sitting in the shiva peep meditating, I'm like, you know, just feeling great, talk about way to start a weekend. Go back in through the reception and there's Swami Atma, she comes out, you know, Swami Atma, she's a tiny little lady and her orange gear is like light, light pink because it's been worn a lot i.e. she's been in this gig for a while and she's got this like crocheted orange beanie on and just the sweetest severe little face ever you know like she's that little tiny power lady Swami Atma 
and she looks at me and I went to ask her a question and she says to me, remember this is an old lady living in an ashram who has been an old lady living in an ashram as a swami for some time, judging by the loved quality of her laundry. You following? She looks at me. I've never met her before. She says to me, oh, you're that yoga coach. I follow you on Instagram. So two parts to this, people. One, if you're like, oh, my people don't use social media. My people are all, this woman is living a monastic life in the middle of a forest on a giant island in the middle of the ocean. And she's following me on Instagram. She's taken a vow of poverty and she's following a business coach on Instagram. So I will no longer endure any bullshit about people like, oh, my people, uh-uh, they're not on social. If Swami Atma is on Instagram, I'm so vehement about this, I swerved the camera. Then your people are on Instagram as well. Second part to thank you, Jai Swami Atma, for t teaching us this lesson, is you never know who the hell's watching, right? Like. What are the chances? She pops out of the office where she's been typing up, I don't know what, you know, the minutes of the last whatever, you know, it's old school. And, and she's telling me about, and she says, oh, we love the way that you hashtag or you, I don't know, like you, we, you know, that you acknowledge us on social media. She says, see, she says to me, Swami Atma says to me, so I, you know, I'm trying to ask her about the meditation situation, but no, no, no. Swami Atma says to me, I fucking love this shit. She says to me, see, it really does work. The Swami says to the yoga business coach, see, social media really does work. So that's what I got. You never know who's watching. If an old Swami, I mean, I don't know how old she was, but she's tiny and she's like, you know, small and she's living the thing and she's following me on Instagram. Your people are on Instagram. Get on it. And lastly, stop enabling your students to do things that you don't want them to because you're not prepared to say, look, yes now, but next time, no. All right. I'm going to go and find some coffee. And this is for you, Shaz. Something raw and probably made with too many dates. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Bye. So there you have it. Jai Swami Atma. She taught me a lot. What can I say? I love it. I love it. And I did get home on Saturday night and I did put on my Osho Meditation Resort robes because, I mean, those Swami outfits, they're comfy, man. Uh, I can't help it every time I put, it, DM me, hit me up somewhere if you've been to Osho's Meditation Resort or better yet, if you were like a Radnishi in Oregon, like have at it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, hello, Netflix, wild, wild country. Anyway, every time I put on my robes from Osho, I can't help it. I have to do a little bit of hoo, hoo, hoo meditation. Just as well I live in the country because people walking past my apartment window, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's some kooky stuff. So next up, folks, I'm super excited about this. I said earlier that we are coming to the end of season three of the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast. And so what's next? We are finishing out season three in some fine style. And that looks like this. The Business of Yoga Speaker Series. Woot, woot. Yes, it's happening. It's coming. And I want you to get on it. What is it? Well, I've been spending the past uh, month or so emailing, uh, sorry, interviewing incredible 
uh, yoga thought leaders from around the world and they are sharing their insights with you and me over the next two weeks, all things yoga and business. We are covering a lot of ground, like from the professional to the personal, from how do you teach retreats and yoga teacher trainings with a brand new baby and your husband, through to how do you handle it when the entire, seemingly the entire yoga world wants to crash down on you because you said something particularly controversial. We're going to talk to people who have won the Bikram Yoga Championships. You want to know what that's about. We're going to talk about uh, how you handle some wacky, wacky, wacky trolls and weirdos on social media. We're talking about how you build a studio, how you close one, how you take your yoga business online. We're talking about modern research and data that is coming out about our industry right now and how you can use that. There is some seriously cool stuff coming out at you. So I want to make sure that you are registered for the Business of Yoga Speaker Series starting on Monday, uh, Monday, the 27th of May. That's the Australian Monday, the 27th. So it's probably Sunday for UKs. Actually, it'll be, it'll be Monday morning for UKs, but it's probably still Sunday if you're around the other side. Um, <laughs> you're very welcome. Come join, hang out. I want you to go get signed up so that I can share all of this really good, good stuff with you. You do need to register for it so to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the video interviews, all 17 of them that are coming out. Make sure that you click the link in the episode notes here in the podcast so that you can get yourself registered and you're all ready to receive what I got coming for you. You're going to love it. This time, first time ever, I've, I'm going to share with you some of the gaffes and outtakes from some of my guests. Check this out. Because it, uh, it's, uh, where are you? In Dallas, Texas. And what time is it? 4 p.m. On a Sunday. Yeah. Because it's 7 on a Monday and I've still got my pajama pants on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me speaking with Royal Brown, who is the founder of Yes Yogi's Amy Always the professional in the business mullet, party upstairs, pajamas downstairs. Love it. Tell you who else is great at the insider. How do you make life more comfortable as a yoga business owner is Kelly Smith. Check this magical city out. Okay. Tell no, me. Okay. All right. But this is one of my, my, one of my best skills is getting flight deals. So listen to this. Okay. I am flying Minneapolis to Dublin and Dublin directly to Bristol. No trains. No cars needed, no nothing for $600. And back? The whole thing for $600. I only have to change once in Dublin and that's I it. I can't even park overnight at the Melbourne airport for $600. <laughs> well, you know what? You need me in your life. But let me tell you, I'm going to tell you, this is a, this is a trick. This okay, is a trick. Okay. You get these tricks when you're traveling and you yoga teacher. So you always watch like different blogs and things I'll keep an eye on where they will like alert flight deals. Um, and then always look for, uh, the major airports to start. So like, for example, I'm going to Bali in October, right? I'm not going to, when I put into Google flights, Minneapolis to Bali, it tells me it's going to be like $2,000. I'm going to have to change like 19 times. I'm like, that's stupid. So what I do is I look and see, okay, all these flights, where do they change? Most of them change in LAX. So, okay. So I do my search LAX to Bali and then it'll be like $500 and I only change one time. And then I book a separate flight 
just a direct flight from Minneapolis to LAX. It's like $150. Because what happens is the algorithms try to put the same airline together so you don't have to do different tickets and things like that. But in order to do that, you have to change a bunch of times and it adds up really quickly. So you look at where the commonalities are. What airport do you tend to change for almost all of these flights and start there? Love. Yeah. So there you go. I didn't know that. I travel a lot for yoga. Thanks, Kelly. Awesome. So that was Kelly Smith. One of the cool things that Kelly will be talking about in our interview is how she went from being location dependent to location independent. And anybody who teaches meditation or yoga nidra, you are going to want to be on that uh, interview. You're going to want to check that interview out because man, she's onto something that I think is so, so powerful. And she's the first person I talked to a lot of yoga teachers. She's the first person that shared with me how she makes great. She teaches one-to-ones over the phone doing guided meditation. Can you imagine? She goes into some detail about that. Very cool. And she also talks about um, if you're looking to bring teachers in to guest teach as a moneymaker for your studio, if you're looking to become a traveling guest teacher, how you do that well in either, you know, on either side of that partnership. Um, and again, lots of integrity in how she runs her business, lots of play as well. Um, <laughs> I didn't catch her all, capture all of the gaggy bits because it was a little bit too MI, TMI from my perspective, but you definitely want to get, uh, get on the Business of Yoga Speaker Series, sign up for it so that you can catch all of Kelly's incredible wisdom. Again, the link is in the episode notes. So go back to that screen if you're listening here on iTunes and hit the link, subscribe so I can send you all of the videos. You're going to love them. Uh, Okay, here we go with my next little behind the scenes thing that you might not have known otherwise (laughs) about what I have to deal with folks in preparing all this stuff for you. That was great. You were perfect. I don't, one of the reasons that I had to finish up is because there is this massive kangaroo that's just crashing in my backyard. No I, way. He's huge. He's taller than me. He's got like nails and he's been grunting really loudly for the, about the past 10 minutes. I don't know if you could hear it, but it's really loud. No. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly. Do you know, do you know him? No, like, does he come all the time? <laughs> he's been there all day, just kind of under the apricot tree, but he's been getting like, really loud <laughs> so oh that's wild that's so exotic to us <laughs> just kangaroo bombing our interview so that's why we had to wrap in particular <laughs> yeah that bloody kangaroo features yet again in the podcast that was anna sugarman oh my goodness what a gentle beautiful soul but what a powerful business if you are interested in um if you are interested in running a business with your love partner, if you are a, a new mum or a new dad and you want to know how you travel with the baby, um, you know how you work your life and your business around a, a newborn, Anna has got some really beautiful wisdom to share with everybody. You can, again, you really want to going to get signed up for this to learn from her. She also shares. You, you could hear her voice, right? She sounds so sweet and sweetness and light. She's got a saucy tale about how she met her man. And I don't, I, I'm a romantic. I love that shit. You're going to want to catch that as well. So again, the link for the Business of Yoga Speaker Series 6 is in the episode notes. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, just uh, head on back. There'll be 
a link there. It'll take you over to the sign up page and you can get yourself all registered and ready. Let's get a little bit more business focused and I'm going to give you another little bit of gag reel from Michael J. He is, uh, has a business similar to mine and he's based in Vancouver. Check this out. Make so, sure it recorded. Oh, I think we got everything. No, no, no. That would that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? We just talked for an hour and it didn't. I've done that before. Talk about making all the mistakes. During my interview with Michael, he talks about how he took his corporate career into the yoga space and how actually embracing the skills that he had from corporate rather than rejecting them really set him up for success when he did transition into owning a yoga studio. He had a yoga studio for years. And when the time came that it was no longer his dharma to have the studio, listen to this one, folks, he sold it for a profit. Now, I don't know if you know this, but it is very common that when a yoga studio owner is ready to, um, <laughs> Yogananda would say, drop the body of the yoga studio, like when it is time to move on from being a yoga studio owner, it's very common that they just kind of hand it over to your favorite teacher um, and the teacher takes over the lease and they forego any financial exchange because truth is um, there's not really anything there. But not Michael. He talks about how he sold it. And this is so cool. Not only did he sell it, he is now a teacher at that studio. So that is some goodwill, right? He talks a lot about the importance of building community. He'll teach you in his interview how you can radically boost retention uh, by building community informally with your students and how even when he had hundreds of yoga students at his studio, he knew people's name. It was part of his, he's a nice guy, obviously you can tell by the way he's laughing at me, um, but, but he made it a point to know everybody's name as a part of his retention strategy. He's got some great tips. He's also got a really cool free gift um, for those of you who are freaking out about getting on social media, he's got a really good free gift um, tool that, that you can download. He'll give you all the details in the interview. So make sure that you're signed up for Michael. Again, the link is uh, in the session notes. So head back to wherever that is on your device. Click the link and get yourself all signed up. Uh, love, love, love it. And there's, I have a huge, um, like shelf with all my props because um and I don't really love the shelf but right now it's doing the trick because I have so many things yes it's true <laughs> it gives you credibility I love it <laughs> uh, right that's that's why I have them really <laughs> that was Angela Kukan folks Angela uh has got like approximately 7 billion Instagram followers uh, her feet is fantastic. And uh, we nerded out, as you can hear in that little snip. She really did while I was interviewing her. You'll see it. She's got all of these crazy props uh, in her lounge room because, oh, kindred spirit. She's a crazy yoga nerd as well. She teaches at Yoga Works, various places, but but you can catch her regularly at Yoga Works in Santa Monica, Montana, uh, which is one of the Yoga Works that I really like to go to. Um, and it's funny because I've taken a bunch of classes there, but I've never taken one of Angela's classes. In her interview, we talk about yoga nerddom. Um, but one of the things that I think is very powerful that you'll get from listening to Angela's interview is she talks about how you manage a mixed level class, the art form that is teaching a mixed level class. Angela has a strong practice. Go find her on Instagram, Angela Kukan, you'll see. Um, and she at Yoga Works, she teaches the intermediate and advanced vinyasa classes. So there's some whacked out shit that goes on in those classes, stuff that 
10 years ago, my wrists would have been good with. And right now they just kind of wilt. Like I get flaccid. When you have erectile dysfunction in your, in your wrists, that seems to, you know, I see someone doing titibasana and I'm like, not these days. But they're the sort of classes Angela teaches and she's got just mini trainings and she's putting together apps and all sorts of cool stuff. But for the sake of the interview, what she talks about is being a teaching at a place like yoga works, which is membership based, big studio, people coming and going all of the time. She regularly faces the situation where people who may not know much about yoga pick the class that just happens to fit with their life schedule and they rock up to her where she's about to go whacked out intense sequencing, advanced vinyasa style. And she's got someone who doesn't know what ujjayi pranayama is, let alone what tadasana is. Um, and how do you handle that? She also, I think this, I really loved about her interview. She talks about, um, she shared with me at what point isn't it your responsibility? At what point do you show up and teach the thing and support the student and be with where they're at? And at what point do you say, actually, this is the wrong class for you. I'm going to help you as much as I can. But next week you need to go to like yoga for beginners, or you need to go to yoga therapeutics, or you need to go to yoga nidra. And I think the way that she, you know, she is a yoga celebrity. She does have an incredible following. She is very skilled at her craft. And one of the empowering messages I take from her interview is owning your space as the authority in the room when you are the teacher. So again, you're absolutely going to want to catch that one. Angela Kukan, um, just uh, one of the speakers. Again, the link to sign up for the Business of Yoga speaker series in the episode notes. So head back there click it and get yourself signed up. We get started on Monday, this coming Monday. These are just some of the interviews um, that, that I've prepared for you. Some of the amazing guests I've had the very good fortune of speaking with. Um, I'm also talking again with Danny Pomploon, one of my faves uh, who teaches out of San Francisco and is an incredibly masterful teacher and really made it a point to become a yoga teaching professional in a short space of time. And we're checking in with him about where he's at in his career and how he, um, I was going to say avoided burnout, but he talks very candidly in his interview about, in fact, how he didn't avoid it. It hit him. And he had friends that said, hey, you got to slow down or, or this is going to be over. And how he navigated the intense work, the tapasya that was required to get him to where he is at in his career now. Very... Um, very gracious with his uh, with his personal journey in that interview. You're going to want to get that one. I'm interviewing one of my teachers, um, Carlos Pomeda, who teaches uh, yoga philosophy all over the world and has been doing so for a long time, was a monk for a long time, uh, is an academic now um, in religious studies, uh, yoga philosophy. I'm just I feel very honored that I had some of Carlos's time and I'm really thrilled to share that interview with you. I asked Carlos about how do you continue to stay excited about sharing information that, that you've known for such a long time? How do you stay fresh and inspired as a teacher when you've been teaching the same material for 40 years? I also ask him because I think he has grace as a teacher, really. Uh, and when I sit with him to get transmissions, I always think what, a, you know, he has such grace um, and, and um, warmth in his teaching. And I asked him, how do you handle dumb questions so often, Carlos? Because, man, I mean, ding dong, people asking some dumb 
stuff, bless them. They don't know it. I'm not trying to be judgy, but people get their Sanskrit mixed up and they think he's talking about one thing and he's talking about something totally different. Like, how do you handle that? And, uh, you know, he, he shares very beautifully on how to, how to actually turn what could be an awkward moment into a teaching opportunity in a way that empowers everybody in your cooler, in your studentship, which I think is an incredible power. So you won't want to miss that one. Um, I could tell you, I'm not going to have time today to tell you about absolutely everybody that we've got in the series, but these are just Henry Winslow. You want to hear from him. I mean, heck, this guy is super interesting. How do you, like, what does it mean to be at the top of the charts in, in the Bikram world? How do you, this guy, he's an inventor. He's so, he sells um, merch. He's, he's invented gadgets and sold them on the internet. Like, man, how do you get out of one career in, in New York and, and have at it as a, like really super, super cool stuff. Uh, Dustin Brown, uh, has two yoga studios with his partner here in Melbourne. Uh, he's also part of the boys of yoga movement. Um, he talks about branding. He talks about how you become attractive to amazing collaborators. You know, people, you know, Michael Franti contacts him to go teach at Soulshine, not the other way around. How do you make that happen? Um, and how do you really, how do you really take what, I want to make sure I get this right. He, Dustin is very intentional about his business and he got into it from that perspective, which is very refreshing because the very, the common story that I hear is that people in fact were teaching yoga and just felt, Oh, you know what? The next obvious step for me is to open a studio. Whereas Dustin came at it from the other perspective. He and his wife wanted to get into business together. They wanted to do something that would be dharmic, but they weren't necessarily you know, committed to what it was going to be. They looked around, they did some research and they decided that a yoga studio was the best way to go, which isn't a standard route to becoming a yoga studio owner. And they're doing an exceptional job. He talks about how they complement each other with their skill sets. He talks about the importance of intuition and working with your gut as a yoga business owner and when to know and how to know when, you know, when to trust that really, again, super, super powerful teaching. These are just some of, I think I've talked to you about half of the speakers that will be joining me on the series. So make sure that you register in the notes from this podcast. It's going to be a really powerful two weeks of uh, video interviews. We will email you every day with an interview and two a day over the weekend so that you can really um, dig in deep and learn from these incredible experts. And if you miss the videos, we will be, well, I will be uploading them here to the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast as well. So you can get them here if you want to like listen in while you're on the go. So I am so delighted to celebrate and announce that season three of the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast is coming to a very powerful, exciting and informative end with these 18 interviews from thought leaders, industry experts, um, innovators, from our industry, super cutting edge, super inspiring, a lot of nerdy jokes, thanks to your host, me, uh, and a lot of insight and powerful uh, jnana teachings from my guests. So make sure that you are all signed up. And please, if you have signed up already, fantastic. I know a bunch of you have reached out to me through Instagram to let me know that you are already signed up. Do share the link with your colleagues. Um, if you are part of uh, yoga teacher Facebook groups and you have a platform that you could share it 
further with. I would really value your support. I'd love to spread this information as wide as we can. So if there is a way that you can help to let more people know about the series, send me an email and I can send you out some text and the links and some graphics and whatnot uh, to help spread the word. You can email me at Amy McDonald. Sorry, you can email me at Amy at amymcdonald.com.au. It's going to be a super, super incredible two weeks of teachings. So before I finish up, I did want to do um, a little shout out to, I like to always celebrate, you know, people's success. I, and I, in particular today, <laughs> I want to talk about the highs and the lows because you know what it's like. Um, you know, sometimes you don't realize you don't realize the good things that are happening to you. You don't realize what you've signed up for as a yoga teacher. I had a fantastic series of Facebook messages from one of my clients, one of the members of the Keep Growing Mastermind (laughs) this week. And it started with this fantastic photo of a full house. She's done a day retreat and the place is packed. I think she had 22 people in there and there's bolsters everywhere and you can just see the love in the air. Everybody's had a good time. And she was saying, she was celebrating how great a job she'd done. And then she wrote in the next message, <laughs> I love this. You know, this is the this is the highs and the lows, the peaks and the troughs, the the concealment and the revelation, the contraction and the expansion of being a yoga teacher. She said, here's the great part photo of 22 people barving, barving out with bolsters, etc. And then she writes, it starts with the poo emoji. And here's what I didn't know about becoming a yoga teacher that I would also, as well as teaching restorative yoga for a day, I would also be responsible for unblocking the toilet at the studio with a plunger. So I just thought, you know, this is a love note for all of us because sometimes it's like, I'm flying. I feel like I'm changing people's lives. I feel like I'm an open vessel for something that is more powerful than me. And sometimes it's about unblocking the toilet, uh, metaphorically or otherwise, you know, yoga teachers, you are all so amazing. I am so, so grateful that you are a part of my community and that you listen into these podcasts that you, um, for the, all of those, for those of you who find these teachings useful, let alone go implement them and help them make your business stronger. Um, thank you. Danda Pranam to all of my listeners today, uh, as a way of finishing up this season, I truly, am blessed that I get to do the work that I get to do, that I get to spend time with incredible people um, from all over the world, sharing your beautiful stories with me about what it is that you're working on, where you feel stuck, what you hope to achieve and how you desire to be in service. You know, sometimes it is full classes and sometimes it is unblocking the toilet and it all counts. Um, For those of you who have found my teachings on social media to be empowering. Thank you for sharing that with me. For those of you who are in the throes of implementing the, uh, like Kate uh, Phoenix Yoga uh, emailed me this morning, you know, for those of you who are in the throes of implementing the how to use one-off events to launch your regular classes or Shaz in Brisbane, who's really going for it on that front too. All of you, you're just doing such amazing work and, um, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and love it so much unless you were doing what you do. So whether you're at the peak or the trough, the expansion or the contraction, the concealment or the revelation, thank you for all of the work that you do. Thank you for being a part of my community. Do make sure that you're signed up for the Business of Yoga Speaker Series. It is my little love gift to you to finish up season three of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. It's been an absolute 
enjoy spending time with you. I'm excited to check in with you all again once we kick off for season four. Take care, everybody. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.